What is up and welcome in to the Easy Smoke in the GM Podcast. I'm Ezra McCann and I'm joined by my co-hosts. He's a Simeon legend. He's a Chicago Public League legend. He's a Grambling State legend. He played baseball there. He was all swack. Brandon Williams, a.k.a. Coach Smoke. And we've got NFL draft enthusiast. He's an expert. He's a guru. You can catch all his work at NBCSportsChicago.com and the My Teams app. He's Glenn Morgan. He's our GM. Fellas, how you guys doing? Man. Hey, man. That back is hurting, bro. That snow. Well, that, we hurting in Chicago. <laughs> so, yeah, man, this Chicago thing, man. We, I mean, I feel like I, I could have picked anywhere in the world to live. And don't get me wrong. I love Chicago between the months of may and october <laughs> but man this is this has been ridiculous man yeah, this, this and more on the way i can't Lord, take no more no. I'm, I'm a scream man if, man if i see one more drop of snow it's nowhere else to put it okay yeah, exactly <laughs> none of us melting nope and when it does we're gonna get it we gonna have a flood watch man, that man this is this is ridiculous but uh but yeah enough of that man it, it, man my my back is gonna be killing me tomorrow. I'm sure, Glenn. I I know you're in the same boat as me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I don't even want to think about that stuff. But uh, our Bulls, they're they're yeah. having a you know up and down, you know, uh, especially in the last ten games. Um, you know, they they win a game here and then you know they play a team like the Lakers or uh, or the Clippers and you know they'll look like the Bulls we thought they were, or at least I thought they were. <laughs> at the beginning of this season, you know, I, I thought they were the worst team in basketball, but they're not. They're actually they're actually playing a, a really entertaining uh, yes. brand of basketball right now. It, it, it's, it's really enjoyable. Yeah, hard man to please. That's what McKinney. <laughs> I am. I am. But man, yeah. I've, been, I've been watching though. I mean, I've, I've been man. Yeah, it's, it's, it's been good, man. I, I mean, yeah, man, look at look at Zach Levine right now, man. He's on a, on a real tear, man. Yep. Man, um, he's averaging 28 points a game. He's um, like above 50% right. shooting. Yeah. He he's career highs in like everything damn near. Like he, he's balling. I mean, there's still things that he do that kind of irritates me, but I mean, I I'm I'm to the point where it's like, you know what? He's still he's still learning. He hasn't been a part of a running franchise, so he's still trying to learn how to play winning basketball. And you can see the effort, at least, that he's putting forth and trying to make those changes that I've been criticizing him about is like late game management and, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But you can actually if you watch the game, you can actually see like he it looks like he has that in his mind. Like I have to be better in late game situations. And that's, that's all you can really ask for. Like is, is what we see from this team is that they try to improve game by game. I'm, it's nothing that I didn't expect. Like, like you said, to open up, you play a team like the Lakers or the Clippers and we'll look like the Bulls that everyone probably thought going into the season. Then you had those games, like when we played the Portland Trailblazers, where we were down, we fought back, we should have won the game, then we blow the game in the last 10 seconds. Then, <laughs> then, you, have, then you have a game like yesterday where we played the, the Pacers, who was the team who had as thinking we was hot garbage. And right. we come out and we, we battle and we, you know, up and down game and we force overtime and we come out in overtime and really play amazing basketball in overtime like i like 
it's it's very exciting to watch. It's gonna be some headaches, and it's been a lot of late game headaches, in my opinion, with this team. And that just and it just speaks to a team that was previously so bad that is trying to learn how to win. And like, man, I can't give Billy Donovan enough credit, man, for what I see in this team. Man, I, I really love what I see. And and Zach Levine is really looking like he's like damn that automatic bucket. It's just sometimes his decision-making that kind of blows me. And sometimes he doesn't – he still doesn't trust his teammates enough, in my opinion. But when he when he put it up, it's like I'm sitting there like, well, that's probably going in. Like, that's where I'm at he's, with him at this point. He's making – he's really making it look, look kind of easy. Man. He really is. Right. I mean, you see he looks smooth, just smooth out there. Um. Yeah, I mean, dude, I – it's some of the same stuff that I'm sure they saw when they, they traded for him. Uh, although, you know, obviously he was trying to recover from the knee injury and we didn't see the consistent score. We just saw, you know, a lot of athleticism, obviously mm-hmm. him going to two dunk contests and you know winning the dunk contest the way he did. Um, and then, you know, playing half the season, you were like, okay, something there, but we, you know, just need, need the knee needs to get stronger. And uh, and last year, I, I just really I think they suffered just really bad coaching can just un- mm-hmm. under undervalue and derail so many uh, players games that, you know, they do fall into bad habits or they do cre- create new bad habits, you know, to uh, to try and just, you know, compensate for, you know, a lack of direction. And I think what we've been seeing this year is a team that's getting that direction, but they're still learning everything mm-hmm. you alluded to. But with Zach, and I remember saying this on, on Facebook or something, I was like, dude, let do not trade this guy. People were like, oh, you should trade. I'm like, dude, I don't think y'all understand. Mm-hmm. That kind of athleticism, that kind of I can get to where I want to when I want to doesn't come along very often. I think we've been spoiled. Those of us who are probably 30 years or older have been spoiled to see the likes of Michael Jordan and Derrick Rose play mm-hmm. and think that everybody or now that, but just grow up here in Chicago and see so many players that could do that, you know, that are playing elsewhere, either collegially or when they get to the pros that we think that that's just how it should be, but that's not really the reality. And, you know, it's just a big difference between him and like Kobe. I mean, Kobe is fast and he's, you know, he's athletic and, He's quick, but he doesn't have the handles and he can't get to where he wants to when he wants to. And yeah. Zach, it's like, you know, it's like float like a butterfly, sting like a bee kind of thing. I mean, this dude's floating on a basketball court. He is, it's, it's weird to use words like graceful and, mm-hmm. you know, elegant, you know, because we're talking about mid athletes, you know, when I'm not talking ballet, but when I see him, no, it's like watching, it yeah, it's yeah. like watching basketball ballet. And I don't mean to sound so, you know, know using all these you know flowery words or whatever but <laughs> but it's like dude it's like it's, it's it's somewhat mesmerizing in some respects but it's just like i'm like 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 at any time he can yeah. get to where he wants to he just like he has to rein himself in to work in his teammates and you can see him struggling with that yeah. and it's just like i just need y'all to come with me and every now and again you know somebody's scoring with him like you know kobe did when they busted you know 70 plus in the, as, as a backcourt duo but mm-hmm. then there are times where it's like, dude, you're on an island by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, do what you can. But he he is an amazing athlete. Um, I, I don't think there's anybody that can stop him from scoring if he really puts his mind to it. And we hear a lot of times that sometimes people think it's lazy or that he's not trying as hard because he makes it look so easy. But 
I, I'm a firm believer. I saw some of his his off season regimen and how he works out. And it, I mean, do you know he he gives his all of that, and it, it pays. You see it paying dividends right now, and you just see, you know, this guy's just just in his you know at the, at the beginning part of his of his prime, and he still has more to go and grow. Mm-hmm. It's just like we just need the team to win to do that so we don't waste it. I just hate being in Chicago where we waste talent. We just watch it. It's just like, dude, put people around this cat, you know, whatever the sport, you know, be it hockey, basketball, baseball, football, live long day. Just do not waste this talented individual. What will what will it take for him to become known as a superstar in this league? I was I was having a conversation with a friend of mine and we were talking about Zach and, you know, how how well he's playing. Um and, you know, the numbers that he's putting up scoring wise. And I brought up, I was like, man, if he could just defend, you know, just just a little a little bit better, you know, he could really be a great player. And the guy I was talking to said, well, why why does he have to be a, 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 a stopper too? Um, um, what's my, my guy in Brooklyn now? Um, uh, Harden, Harden, James Harden doesn't defend. And he's a superstar, you know, yeah. and he, he named a bunch of other players that, you know, <laughs> are seen as stars in this league, but aren't really defenders. What, is, what does Zach need to do to, to get to that point? Uh, I don't, go ahead. For me, I think I don't think he has to do anything different. I think the organization, as as GM alluded to several times, build around him and. With team success and he continue to play like he plays, that that uh that's that mantra, that superstar label will fall on him. I've been telling people for the past for a while now that I think we need a player as good or maybe even a little better than Zach to play with Zach so that this team can really get to that next level that we can see. But the more I really think about, especially with you bringing up uh, defense, I don't know if you've all been hearing this, but I've been hearing Lonzo Ball name floating around a lot. Yeah. I think you – let's swap Lonzo for Kobe, right? Lonzo is a great defender at that guard position, and he's a, and he's a true point guard. I think with Lonzo, uh, Zach can – get that much better. That's just me. I could be wrong, but that's what I see because he will have a true point guard that can handle the ball and facilitate and create for others. And, and he can defend so he can take that pressure off Zach to defend that, that guard that is very good. Cause Zach and Kobe are just both not very good (laughs) defensively. And so I think that's one person that can elevate his game, but I still think we will need more and just Lonzo. Like, uh, so that's, those are some things I, I don't really think Zach needs to change anything. I just think what can the organization do to put more around him that can make the team better. And then, cause I think his game is going to stay the same regardless like his 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 game is just too easy right now, and like right now we're seeing the evolution of Zach Levine to go from that pure athletic guy dunking all the time, and then you know typically guys like that we don't see transition to this just bona fide scorer that we're seeing him become. Like he is literally like he at any point he going on that dribble he just stop on the dime pull up and knock it down, and it's like man he's a he's 
looking like an offensive specialist right now with every facet of the game. And so, like, I don't think it's anything he needs to do to change. Just the organization needs to change. Um, that's you know, that's a great question to ask. And I, in, a, in a way, I was kind of wondering, like, what is he doing wrong? Like, why aren't more people noticing him? And it's not like he's playing in, you know, you know, Oklahoma. Mm, right. You know, this dude's playing a large market, yeah. <laughs> right. And, and and it's a market known for basketball and basketball greatness. And this dude is basically it's like he's playing in obscurity, um, relative obscurity. And it's weird um because he's had some, especially th- even this year, he's had some really he's got scored over 40, I think what, three times this year, uh already. And I know he's he scored over 30 several times as well. You know, he, he and I'm you know, it's a, it's a interesting juxtaposition because you said you know what about Harden you know what about Russell Westbrook that kind of stuff but Harden more so Harden because he doesn't play defense and um, it's like it's weird but maybe he needs to do triple doubles you know you know Harden Harden knocks out triple doubles you know he 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 gets more assists I mean he Harden, you know, maybe he needs to go on a, a, a tear where he's averaging 40 for like a week mm-hmm. and a half, you know, maybe yeah. he needs something like that. And probably and more possibly he needs to he needs a marquee game where he wins and he shines. That's um, big. That's big. And, and I don't think he's had that. Like he's nope. beat Charlotte. Yeah. He's beat some other teams with last second shots. Sure. He's dominated some games. OK, he beat Portland, you know, but in Portland, that was a big, but you know, it's Portland in Portland, you know, he, mm-hmm. he, you know, he needs to beat the Clipper, you know, him, him and him and uh, uh, Kawhi, the first time I played the Clippers, they going back and forth. I mean, that yeah. was a great, like five minutes, you know, of basketball where they were just going at it tit for tat. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, this is phenomenal. I haven't seen this in years. This is fantastic. But we lost that game, yeah. you know, um, and then we got smoked the next time we played them. So it's like, he needs a marquee signature win on like Durant on the screen. Yep, like Durant. Like he did. Because we be don't ESPN Brooklyn. Friday, right? Like I don't. Yeah, know. they are. They yeah. are. But yeah, it got to be a, a top team. I was say that's that's the problem. They only have like two uh, nationally televised games this year. Yeah, that's not helping. Yeah, that's either. that's part of the problem. I was watching uh, inside the NBA. This would have been probably two weeks ago. And uh, they were talking about um, it was when they first announced uh, the first batch of all star votes voting. Mm-hmm. And um, they were trying to decide, you know, who's who who's going to get left off. And uh, I think Kenny said that Kenny Smith said that he would put Colin Sexton in the all star game over Zach Levine. And I'm what? like, seriously? And, and, it, you know, but, but it's based off the fact that uh, Sexton probably went off he against, did that Nets against the Nets on national TV. Mm. They don't see the Bulls all that much. All they're looking at are, but see, are the stats. But see, that's what bothers me about stuff like that, because a case can be made that Zach should be on the head of Bradley Beal. I think you should. Yeah, I mean, like Bradley Beal's team ain't shit. Like, yeah, but like, man, he's he's pretty damn good though, man. Yeah, but 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 Zach is too. His team is better. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Actually, you, but but you bring that up. You bring that up. We said he needed a, a signature win. Yeah. That Washington game was pro. He went head up against Bradley Bill. Was probably could have been that signature win, and the Bulls lost that game. 
But we're two and one versus. Well, them. We beat them twice. <laughs> yeah, but that was a game. That was a game where they were going tit for tat. He scored thirty five. Think I think Bill finished with thirty three, but hit the game winner. You know what I'm saying? And yeah, that's that's, that's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Is 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 very subjective, and it's right, and it's and it's with the the media guys, like who they who they like, like like Bill has been on that platform where they they've grown to like him. So and he's been where he's gotten hosed a few times for All Star. So he's putting up these big numbers, but his team success is not great. But a lot of people are feeling sorry for him. Versus Zach Levine putting up these great numbers has been showing that he's showing a trajectory going upward from like he's like like I'm not gonna say he's like Jimmy Butler because he was always a to me a better deep, uh, offensive talent than Jimmy Butler but we're seeing an upward trend with him like it, like a Jimmy Butler like but he's being ignored and his team is far better than the Washington Wizards who has two quote unquote superstars. But they can't get wins. It's like that's that my issue. Like yeah, that is Caruso guys. Alex Caruso was in the top ten of of All Star vote. Like that's wow. yes. The yeah. Wizards are a real enigma to me. The fact that you have, you know, they say that you're if you have two guys, you can you should be able to win in this league. They have those two guys, and they and they can't win. I don't I don't understand that for the life of me. Man, I mean. Just beats of what GM just said. Maybe, <laughs> may, Bulls, may, maybe he needs to get triple doubles or something. Like, <laughs> or, 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 like for real. Like he he has to do something that's going to get their attention. Just just being a solid, consistent player right now, it, it clearly isn't doing it. He that's has weird. to. He has to have a fifty-point game followed by a forty-five, then a fifty-five, then thirty-five point triple double. He got to have a stretch where it's like yep. forcing them to pay attention to what he's doing. So yeah, so it's, he's he's averaging twenty-eight right now. He's probably got to pick that up to about 30, 34, 30, 35 Yeah, before before it, that happens. And it's weird because here's here's the just the weirdness of it all. It's not like he's some unknown. Everybody knows who he is because it's a dunk contest. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not like he's just some some dude that you know. You know oh yeah, he he just finally kind of got. It's like no, everybody knows who he is. You know they're aware of him. And now it's just and if you ask anybody that's playing him, they're like, man, we can't can't stop. I mean, yeah, I, I didn't see Kawhi sticking them one on one. I don't think Kawhi what what any of that smoke. No pun intended. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it, it was just. I, I mean, look, man, I he is an effortless scorer. To me, he mm-hmm. he makes it look. He he makes me think like, man, it's not that hard. I should be able to get out there, and, you know. And I take a jump shot and I pull a muscle. It's like, yeah, no, it's not that easy. I mean, it's it's weird. And I think I think uh, Smoke said it as well. It's like you know the the organization needs to be shouting him out a little bit more, and not just depending upon a couple of Stacy King, you know, comments and 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 and, and, and taglines. You know, the, the the organization needs to be pumping him out more. I mean. You know, I don't. I don't know, dude. They need to be. Someone needs to be in the NBA's ear. You know, he needs to be in like some commercials or like when I say commercials, something like we you know where they promo the NBA and you see all these different superstars. You need to start seeing his face. Well, they yeah. they should have done that last year though. You had you had the All Star game in Chicago. We bad, he should have. We, so we yes yes yes. We were so bad. but 
but get, the Bulls, name out there. Bulls brass should have been in everybody's ear, and he should have been the host of that All Star game last year, and that that would have I think that would have yeah. picked him up, and I think part of and I think part of the the reasoning of of um, um, the organization going in a different way and you know getting new management and all that I think was because of what happened at the All Star game last year and that. They basically got embarrassed, right? Because there were, you know, you're hosting yeah. and there's nothing, nothing bulls going on, you know, in the <laughs> in the whole city. You know what I'm saying? That's that's what should happen. That's 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 my opinion. And I, and I was glad that he didn't do the dunk contest last year. Yeah, me too. I think like, he should. Like, no, forget that. Yeah. Like, I should have been an all star. I'm not. And he did. He did do the three point contest though, and I liked that. Like. I can do other things. Like I'm not yeah. just a dunker, man. Like, and he's showing it now. He's showing it in every aspect, you know. Like, and that's what I love to see, man. They got, they got. It looks like they got a good one though. So, uh, so yeah, we'll, 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 we'll continue looking. Um, hey, did you guys see what happened with Draymond Green last night? Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> he called, he called some people out. That I, hey, I'm, I I think I'm with him. So uh, yeah. he steps, he steps to the podium last night. He said, "I I got you know, basically said I got I got something that's bothering me, and uh, you guys are gonna listen." Talking about the media here, right. and um, uh, he said, and I quote, "I would like to talk about something that's really bothering me, uh, and it's treatment of the players in this league. To watch Andre Drummond before the game sit on the sidelines, then go to the back." And to come out in street clothes because a team is going to trade him is bullshit. <laughs> and I agree. Basically, he's saying that, uh, you know, if players come out and say they want to be traded mm-hmm. and they're not liking the situation they're in, they're vilified. But teams come out and do it all the time and tell players they have to sit and they have to, you know, sit in street clothes while they and be healthy scratches because they're on the trade block. And that, that it's 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 hypocrisy. Yeah. Um, I, I I agree with that um, uh, for the most part. Um, yeah. You know, and why? And, and if a, if a player does, you know, doesn't like the situation he's in, and and he voices it, I don't I don't see what the issue is. Uh, what what the issue is with that? You know, mm-hmm. if I don't like where I am, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna say something. Uh, now I don't know if you know doing what. Uh, um, Doing why can't I say his name today? Harden, Harden, James Harden. Doing what James Harden. <laughs> he did. spoke on Harden too, Harden, though. Yeah, yeah, he spoke on yeah. Harden too. He like, and, <laughs> and you know, he did, he did dog it at the, you know, <laughs> at the end of his time in Houston. <laughs> but uh, maybe that's not the best way to do it. But so what? You know, but he was vilified. He was, yeah, he was vilified for it, and I, I was one of them because I didn't understand. I was like, man, Houston's got a decent team. Why would you want to do that? So I, I'll, I'll take blame in that. But, uh, but yeah. I I totally agree, man. The the, the hypocrisy yeah. of, this, of of all of all leagues really mm-hmm. uh, is just ruined there, and 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 no one bats an eye when when teams do it. Yeah, and I mean, and he's not. And so the thing is that I like want people to understand is he's not saying the owners can't do this. He's not saying the players should do that. He's he's coming at the media. He's right. coming at the fans. Because we're the ones, not us, the media are the ones who put that narrative out there that this person's a cancer. And and so that's who he's really coming at. Like, 
it's it's a double standard. You know, like I I, I understand uh, you, these guys are. This is a job. So at the end of the day, you can do this, you can do that. But guess what? As an employee, I can always decide that I want to leave that company and go join another one. And and that's the and that's the thing that I think gets ignored. They like, well, they getting paid so much money, they need to just, you know, uh, they like to use fulfill their obligation or their commitment. They got that money now, they want out. Like, that's fine. If they don't like the situation they're in, they have the right to say they want out. Just like the, I think the owners have the right to, if they want to trade somebody, they have the right to protect that asset to move them. But don't vilify me for one wanting to leave, but ignore what they're doing. And that's and I agree hundred percent. Yeah, I think uh, to some, I, I agree for the most part. Um, I think Draymond is coming after the NBA, uh, not just the media. I think he, I think he is specifically, <laughs> you know, coming after the NBA. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and the media's part in it in terms of you know kind of being, you know. Uh, upon that, that puts kind of, out the puts out the story to, to some degree yeah. you know kind of kind yeah. of propping it up but i think and but to your point i think what I, I agree with you in the sense that he's not saying no owners shouldn't you know trade players or so on and so forth but i think what he's saying is it's the the, the, the double standard you know it's mm-hmm. like like you guys said you don't don't besmirch besmirch my name don't vilify me for doing something that you are going to maybe do, but you do in a, in a, in a somewhat a, in a, in a denigrating way. And that's, you know, have me be in street clothes, but I can't talk mm-hmm. about it. You know, it's like, but, but by the same token, if I sit out, now you're telling me I'm a, I'm a jackass cause I'm sitting out cause I want to trade, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe my value gets diminished if I get hurt. So maybe, you know, sitting out, I, I think part of the problem and it's, it's, it's way more aspects to it than just that, because if I'm, a, if I'm an organization, if I'm the Bulls or whatever the team is, and I've invested, you know, uh, uh, the superstar contract, you know, money, you know, so you're, you're in 100, 100, 100 plus millions, 200 millions kind of deal. And it's for like, you know, seven years or something like that. I Look, man, I, we, we made an investment in you. I, I need, I can't just have you all of a sudden. Now you talking about you don't want to be here. And I, hold on. You know, I, I think I think that, you know, you I you know, and that's that's one of those things that needs to happen behind closed doors. Yeah, I think. And I think they need to really it's not it's something that, you know, because part of the problem, you know what, man, it's, it's tough because sometimes players can't come across extremely petulant and wishy washy. And Kyrie Irving is one of those kind of players. Yeah, it's, it's like, dude, oh, hold on, man. We just made it. We, you know, we traded several players away so we could clear enough money to get you. And now you're talking about after being here for nine months, you're ready to bounce. Slow up, son. Um, we need to have a talk. Um, but by the same token, I think, and this is what Draymond says, don't denigrate my name. Don't make me out to be the villain per se, there's a respectful way to do it. And I, I think that's where it, it comes to head is that there seems to be a disrespect when the players do something as opposed to when a team does the same thing, but wants to command, um, you know, all the positivity about the situation. Yeah, I, I can, I can think of another situation, but we on the NBA, we on the NBA right now. So I'm a, no, I'm all things no, yeah, go, go for it. I mean, I'm like, I, 
just listening to GM talk, I could think about the Deshaun Watson situation. And like, I, I think of how, like, on one hand, it's like, damn, Deshaun, you knew all these things going on when you signed the extension. Like, why did you sign the extension if you knew that a year later you don't want to be there? But, but, but no, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not vilifying him on that. I'm no. just, I'm, I'm just in my mind, like, damn, like, I, I'm, I'm sure what everything you're saying is true. But, no, that, but he, he signed that deal before those dominoes started to started to right. fall, didn't he? True. Before, true. before, uh, uh, Hopkins got traded, and yeah, uh, yeah. I, and, I don't, and, I don't think I, I thought he yeah. thought it was in a good place at that point. And 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 I'm on his side. Don't I don't want anyone to get get me confused. <laughs> I'm on his side, and 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 I say I'm on his side. Then you look at uh, all that they keep saying he's not going anywhere. He's not going anywhere. We're not trading him. But then you look at JJ Watt decide ask for a release. This is a guy y'all could have got something for, and y'all honored that request and released him. Well, here, here's the thing, and. I, I get what you're saying, and to some degree, I know you. I know I get you. You didn't want to make an apples to oranges comparison or apple to pear comparison or whatever, but I, I think with Deshaun's situation, it, that was it was it's understood by most people because the organization all of a sudden turned and went left. Mm-hmm. So, so nobody can blame you. Like that wasn't what you signed up for. As opposed to say, well, say, say someone like AD, who's you know the franchise drafts you and. You know, you sign the extension and they bring in DeMarcus Cousins. They're doing things to yeah. try and put players I, around you. Gotcha. But now yeah. you've kind of fatigued of being here. And now you just want to go because yeah. the grass looks greener in L.A. So mm-hmm. why should wait? So we should just we should just give in to everything you want. It's like, come on now. I mean, you signed a contract. And, that, yeah. and that's kind of where I think some of the conflict can be like with Harden situations. Like, well, hold we on. Did dude. All, we did all. Yeah. yeah, I mean, Houston, you know, he's in Houston. Like, dude, we brought you Chris Paul. We brought you Russell Westbrook. We've done this. We've done that. You know, we've bent over backwards in more than one way other than just a contract. And you still want to bounce? Yeah. Like, you know, what's up with that? So I can I can see where the feelings get hurt or the, there's the attitudinal aspect that, that develops from all that. And I think that's what the situation is different. Plus, with basketball, although it's not like baseball where the contract is fully guaranteed, there are some some aspects of a uh, basketball contract that the money is guaranteed. I don't know to, to all extent, but football is less so that way. So in yeah. football and not only that, but football out of, out of those three major sports, uh, football is probably the more finite career, you know, mm-hmm. even whether or not you get injured or not, it's like, you're not playing football. Once you hit that 30 years of age, they like, mm, well, especially if you're um, a running back. Unless <laughs> you you're know. Tom Brady. Right. Brady right. done messed everybody's mind up. Well, no, but unless you're a quarterback, no, I'll, I'll go further. Unless you're a quarterback, quarterback is that quarterback is that one position, that key position that you know they'll you 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 can be 13, 14, 15 years, and they're not necessarily trying to get rid of you. And receiver to a lesser degree, but running back, all those other positions where you just get banged up, they're like you know out with the old and with the new. Yeah. But I, I think the thing with basketball, you know, getting back to that, you know, what Draymond was saying. It's, I, I think the respect in terms of how these things are discussed, I think mm-hmm. that's what he really is talking about. And there's a, there's a hypocritical, uh, somewhat double standard to it. But by the same token, I don't think we can just, you know, forget that 
like, look, man, you know, you guys are highly, you know, we're talking like more like superstars, you know, we're not talking yeah. about the run the mill guys aren't having this problem. You yeah. know, not really. No, we're, talking true. The, we're, true. we're talking to guys with a big time contract. You like, make a good point. So it's like, yeah, I'm not, you know, it's like the, the decorum kind of has to go both ways. And I no, think sometimes I, yeah. the petulancy comes across when an organization feels like they've done not just a contract, but maybe one or two other things they've done to try and, you know, make the team a competitive team and you still want to bounce. As opposed to someone like say like Zach, it's like, well, Zach would have a good beef. Y'all haven't done anything, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know? but he'll be able to go away scot free, right? I'm ready to he bounce. Don't have that mantra. Yeah, I'm ready to bounce because you know what have you done? You know, like LeBron. You know, it's like he's in Miami, everything's good. He's like, you know, I want to go back to Cleveland. <laughs> but but <laughs> he on, put, but he played out his contract, right? That, that's that's a big difference too. <laughs> Right, and that's a big difference, and, that, yeah. and that's, that's that's kind of the thing. So I, I think that's a tough one. I get Draymond's point, mm-hmm. but it, it there's, there's there's layers to it, I guess. So there's a little more yeah. of that onion need to be peeled. Yeah, it's just, I was just about to say it's just it's like an onion. <laughs> it's more layers because because I think a lot of times a lot of them, especially the owners, they look at it like, yeah, LeBron has went from team to team, but one thing he does, he fulfills his obligation to plan out his contract, and mm-hmm. then he bounces. Like he he has never decided mid contract to leave, you know, and and like and now you look at Kevin Durant with that same that same model, like those guys. Yeah, Kevin Durant got crucified for his decision to leave OKC <laughs> to go to Golden State, but that wasn't because him demanding to leave. It was because of who he left and went to. <laughs> but 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 he at least fulfilled his obligation to play out his contract so yeah I, and like when you bring up ad that's a good one because they had they did try to you know do it all they can to put things around him and he just still wanted out so you're right you're absolutely right man it, it, it's 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 a tricky situation hey maybe the solution to that is you just you sign two two-year deal three-year deals uh, two-year deals with one-year option, option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. that's what no, the team do yeah, team team slash player option or whatever, like team option, like a four year deal, uh, two two option years. Like the first year can be a team option, the next year can be a player option. Something yeah, like that. everybody doesn't have the security that LeBron does, though. Yeah, right. And again, like we said, we're talking pretty much the superstar contracts. We're not really talking because the, yeah, the regular cats. Because like because like like Jim said, you don't you ain't gonna hear about this with a eleven million dollar player like Gary, Drake, Gary like, Temple. Andre Drummond I is. <laughs> hey, hey, he been balling though, man. Hey, man, I love him. I love him. I love him. And man, like, but like Andre Drummond is probably the high. Is I'm not probably. I'm sure he is the highest paid Cavalier right now. You know, and then you got like Detroit with Blake Griffin. They right. quietly did it with Derrick Rose, but it went unnoticed. And then now they put it out there with Blake Griffin, like, you know, but. Yeah, I, I, that was interesting. I, I had heard the rumblings about Derrick Rose. Like, you know, you would hear uh, rumors, you know, Derrick could go to L.A. or mm-hmm. Derrick could go here. So I was like, ah, that's not going to happen. And then out of nowhere, they pulled the trigger with the Knicks. I wasn't wasn't expecting that one. But anyway, I, <laughs> it may, it may, yeah, with Tibbs, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, exactly. It makes sense. <laughs> 
Hey, uh, so the All-Star game looks like it's going to go on March 7th in Atlanta. But uh, Atlanta's mayor, Keisha Lance Bottom, said today, hey, if you're thinking about coming to Atlanta to come to come party for All-Star weekend, think again. Uh, <laughs> we, don't, we, we don't want you here. <laughs> she can say that. And yeah, well, yeah, yeah. She can um, say that. It don't mean nothing. And I didn't realize, <laughs> I didn't realize till today, I guess, you know, with, um, uh, you know, because of COVID concerns, they've told all the players, uh, if you're coming, you know, whoever, you know, gets invited to the All-Star game, if you're coming, you have to take a private plane or a private car uh, to get there. And they're going to have a uh, limited number of guests that can, that can come with them. Um, should they even have this All-Star game? I mean, is it, is it, is it worth all this? Nope. I don't think it is because it's, 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 look, if I'm a player, I don't want to do it. I'm, I'm getting tired just thinking about it. You know, <laughs> I mean, I still got the rest of the season to play. I, look, I go back to when we talked about this before. I think they should do it after the season's over with. Yeah, I, I've, uh, I've had, I, one, I don't think they should have it. I don't, I, I've debated with people about it and it might've come off as I think they should have it, but I've only made those debates because people were making comments like it's unsafe to have the all-star game. No, let's, let's, it's, it's a regular game. They like, but it's in Atlanta. Okay. We'll change the location. It can be played at a, just at a regular gym. It's an all-star game. The players will follow the same rules. I'm like, but, I don't think they should have it all in all. I just was being devil's advocate to people. It's just, it's just too much of a hassle for nothing. I mean, I don't really care for the NBA all-star game as is anyway. Like, so I do, I would like for a guy like if Zach was to get in, like, damn, why would his first chance to be an all-star come at this time and, and possibly not even happen. But unfortunately those are the times we in. Like it's, right. it's just, it's just not, it's just not worth it. Like, like when LeBron came out and was like, you know, why are we having it? Like, in my opinion, yeah, the person he is, he should come out and say it. But at the same time, it's like, LeBron, you can easily <laughs> choose to opt out. Like, you don't have to go. He Cause he brought, cause he said, I'm going to still go, but I won't be there mentally. I'll only be there physically. <laughs> like, no, dude. Like, if you don't, like, dude, you have every right to choose this time to be with your family right. at a, in a capacity that is not monitored by other people. Like, you've done, like, you. first off, you was in the bubble to the very end. You barely had an off season. Like you can get this time to be with your family. It's okay. Like you don't have to be in this all-star game. Allow this to be a chance for guys who don't always go. Like, cause Giannis came out behind him. And that's why I started debating with people. Cause it's like, listen, y'all are the guys who are always there. Like, but it's probably some guys. Like but will you, to- but will you watch a game that doesn't have a LeBron uh, or a Giannis? Yeah. That's what I, I'm I mean, that, I mean, yeah, I, I, I or understand. Or Harden or 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 Durant. I, hey, I totally understand it. I barely want to watch it with them. See, so I mean, so I get it. So see, I get I, it. I enjoy, you know, I enjoyed All Star Weekend last year. I thought, I thought they did an awesome. They job. changed. They changed up the format too. Therefore, that format, which I, which yeah. I was a little like, eh, I don't know about that. But when that game was going on, it worked. Like, it worked. It worked. It <laughs> worked. But um. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think they should. Based on the fact that you know it's a it's a shortened season as it is, yeah. 
is compact. Um, maybe not have it at, at that point. Now, I mean, we all know why they're having it. Hmm. Uh, it's because of the money that's going to be made off, off the television revenue for it. But really, I think they should just wait. Hopefully 2022 uh, will be past the pandemic stage. Hopefully, knock on, knock on wood. And um, just do just an all out, just just blow out for the uh, for the 2022 All Star Game. That I think that's what they should they should really do, you know, so that you can you can have all the All Star parties. Which I didn't really go to a party, but uh, I drove by one. <laughs> it looked pretty good. <laughs> in my in my younger years, I probably would have been there, but you know, I'm old and married now, so uh, so yeah, it don't make much sense for me to go. But um, I actually went to the I went to the rookie game last year, mm-hmm. and uh, it was I mean, even you know, for the, it was the Friday night game. Man, it was just electricity out there, so I can just imagine how uh, that that you know the rest of the weekend was. Um, so yeah, that's, that's what they should do. My, you know, that's just me, just my, my humble opinion. Just, just, just do it all out wherever, wherever it's supposed to be in 2022, do it all out there and let's, you know, just forget about the 2021 for right now. Or if you want to wait and wait until after, after the season's over, like, like Glenn said. I, I think, I think just, just wait. I mean, I, I don't think doing it after the season, I, I definitely don't see them guys wanting to play then. Yeah. Well, why not? Why not? I mean, I mean, it's, it, you know, it's just, it's just, it's the all-star game. I mean, some of these guys would have, have not played for a while because, you know, their teams didn't make the playoffs, but you know, it's just an exhibition game anyway. And it's not like these guys play all out, even if they, even when it happens traditionally the way it's happened right. mid season. Right. And the other thing is I, I, I do think that guys like Zach who, you know, who could make it, and it gives them a, an entire year for someone to see him and make him a little bit more time so you can get more of an appreciation for that player's ability and, uh, and, and, and to reward them. It could be like a reward for those players who didn't make the playoffs or who got knocked out of playoffs early um, because, you know, obviously there's going to be some money and you can have all those festivities and all that kind of stuff. But I, I think, but, you know, if, if, if I'm Zach, you know, this might be my only year. What if, what if something happens right. and I can't, I can't make it next year? Nah, so nah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. At the but, very least, they should name it, it, whether or not they have it or not. But I think they should definitely name the All-Stars. But I don't think doing it this way, it's like you're just trying to push it in yeah. and shove it in. And those usually that, that you know, that's just, I think that just compromises a lot of people. It compromises uh, the potential of their health. It compromises things for their families. It compromises uh, their uh, stamina for their team for the season. I mean, mm-hmm. what if these guys go to the All Star break, then they catch something there and come back, and then they mess their team up. Yeah, you know, or or they messed up and they can't do anything, and then their team loses their superstar for two weeks. Yeah. So I th- I think after the season, that way, if you catch it, you got time to convalesce in quarantine, <laughs> and it ain't gonna affect nobody. So I think they should just wait till after the season to be quite honest. Yeah. Boom. Hey, let's move on to some NFL talk, some Bears, and uh, let's start with the Carson Wentz trade discussion. I was listening to ESPN Radio over the weekend, and uh, I heard Ron Jaworski, former Eagles quarterback and uh, NFL Films uh, master master of uh, uh, tape review, 
he says that according to his sources, the Colts have the best offer in to the Eagles, and it's for two second round picks and possibly a third or fourth down the road. Thank God. Take it. Does, Thank that, you, does that make you feel better about Carson Wentz? Uh, yeah. coming coming to the Bears? No, no. It makes me feel good about him going to Indianapolis. Uh, yeah. Take it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying though, if if okay, if the Bears offer a couple of seconds, and technically they they would have a better uh, they would have a better second round pick uh, for at least this year, right? Let me help you out. Let me help you out this one. No. No, <laughs> no, no, I'm saying no second? to Carson. No, we got too many things we still need to fix, dude. He's not that good that we can offer something. Okay, we don't have a starting it. quarterback, though. I, I understand that, and that's that's frustrating. <laughs> but if I'm gonna make a trade, I'm gonna get somebody. I'm I'm gonna I'm go balls out and try and get Deshaun Watson. I'm gonna try and get somebody better okay, than Carson that's not, Wentz. That's not happening. I, I understand that, but my point is. Sean Watson is is my my apex. That's 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 you know that's that's the the dream scenario as far as getting somebody. And we need to start looking at Deshaun Watson moving down from that, not looking at Carson Wentz moving up. I don't want Carson Wentz to be my bottom. I, I just I don't want him in a, a factor in at all, dude. It's no, it, it, you bring him in and we're gonna miss picks that we're gonna need, and it's it's and then we're gonna find out that hey, this didn't work out and. And I really wish we had kept that second round pick for 2022 or that third round pick. But no, no, get somebody else who, man, you bring in a dude who's had injury issues, not one or two, but several. And he got sacked, what, 50 times last year. And I know it's like, well, man, maybe if he had a better line, he'd play better. Yeah, maybe, but he's coming to a place that needs to have a better line. And we're not going to get a better line if we give it our draft picks to get him. That's just, it's just, uh, no. Okay, so then, <laughs> so you, 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 you will say that they have to get somebody to come in, a veteran to come in, right, to be your starting quarterback. Yes, but that's 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 a definite. I mean, here's the thing: you're asking me as if I'm pacing Nagy. The answer is yes, because if they don't, they're they can't. They they draft a rookie, they might as well say goodbye and they're not going to be here when that, that guy matures unless unless Justin Fields keeps falling and we can get into that later or they make some kind of play to get someone like a Justin Fields then maybe because he's that talented then maybe you know they can go nine and seven or eight and eight or, or something like that then maybe but and you can you can sell the organization on the promise of him being better and that you got your franchise quarterback finally but uh, aside from that happening which is as likely as getting Watson You've got to think creatively. You've got to try and find somebody. And I don't think Wentz, I think you're settling on Wentz. It's the money issues that come with him. You've got locker room issues that come with him. You've got health issues that come with him. You've got damaged goods dealing with him, whatever he went through mentally and physically over the last year and a half, getting his butt tore up because the line couldn't block for him, him holding the ball, so on and so forth. Find me somebody that's not as scarred as him. If you want to give me give up some some draft picks and get David uh, Derek Carr, okay. I'm cool with that. You want to try and give up like a fourth rounder or, or something else next year or whatever to get someone like Marcus Mariota. I can live with that because I think Marcus with this defense and one additional offensive lineman that you draft. You take Mariota over Wentz? Yes. No shot. Yes. Hey, I'm, I'm, you want to hit what, his, what, you what hit his easy? About? 
You want to hit this easy? I'm the no, 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 don't. I'm not a Wentz fan. Go, go ahead, smoke. You want to hit this? Wentz last year was far worse than Mitch Trubisky. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But Trubisky's not coming back, so we can. No, no, I'm just saying. So, um, okay, I understand that. It's just, but... just, just. Given perspective, but you just said Marcus <laughs> Mariota, though. Come on, man. I'm, I'm, I'm not, what I'm saying is, but is, is I that think he's I'm, saying, I'm not saying you will have to give up to get that, though. Right, right. I'm saying you're giving up lesser, ta- lesser commodity things, less, lesser things in your in your cupboard to get oh, right. someone so like saying, Marcus Mariota. I'm saying you would rather have Mariota than Wentz. Yes, for the but price. I, for the price, yes. But, but if I'm still, if I can retain my first, second, and third round picks. That I can actually do something, and then I bring in Mariota. I feel better than that than giving up second round picks, and I bring in a dude who I don't think is going to do well. And on top of that, I lost you know some some collateral to, to to try to make my team better. I don't think he's worth that. If you told me you can get Wentz for a fourth rounder, okay, maybe you know maybe I can live with that. You know, two two fourth picks. We don't have that. We gave up that for Foles. So we had to use next year's fourth rounder. I mean, if you if you can get if you can if you can get him some some jelly beans, you know, for or for the for the old sick cow, <laughs> and then we can get a jelly green giant out of it. Okay, but I, I just don't see that happening. Yeah, my thing is, I I am impressed by Brian Pace right now <laughs> because I thought he would pay whatever price it would take to get Carson Wentz. I've been saying that. I just thought he would do it. And to know that they're they're saying this, the Eagles are asking for a price that is ridiculous, and Ryan Pace is like, F that. I am impressed with that. Is he? I am impressed. Oh, oh, well, right. You know, you're right. Yeah, we got time. I don't know. You're right. I don't know. You know, the Colts, because, you know, he can always counter offer (laughs) what the Colts are offering. (laughs) But and and recent reports have been that Carson Wentz is is putting it out there that he doesn't want to come here. And that that makes like I've seen reports. Oh, where I'm, you, I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm perfect. Like yeah. that even makes it even better. Like yeah, I I don't want it to come off that I want Carson Wentz. That's not what I'm saying. Either. No, no, I no, I definitely get what you're saying though. But I I was one that thought that this would be the move for us and like the initial. The initial uh, rumored offer, I didn't think was too bad, but I'm glad that they offered that that was just a rumor, and it's clearly that they're not willing to give up a first round pick at all. I'm very glad about that. I am definitely more intrigued now on Derek Carr, like because I do hear what GM is saying, like he's not scarred mentally. He he doesn't bring locker room issues. Like he he can just be a solid guy. Like, I mean, and it's just too many, it's just too many what ifs and too many questions when it comes to Carson Wentz, man. You can't be you can't be injury prone, a cancer, and just not that great. That's like <laughs> that's strike three, you're out. Like, like, like that, like what. What do I have to look forward to with you? Like nothing. Like that's that's the issue with Carson Wentz. Like and 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 I was I, and I started to begin to fall victim because if 
a lot of people know me, especially because I went to school down in the South. So I'm I'm not a Cowboys fan. And I, I some of my best friends are Cowboys fans. They will tell you, I've been one of the main ones who have never been a Carson Wentz fan, ever. But I was, like we've said in the past, gullible Bears fan. Like, you know what? Hey, it is what it is. I'll embrace him. But no, now that I'm like, hell no, I don't want this guy. I didn't like him where he was at. Why would I all of a sudden fall in for the trap because he comes to my team? No, like, no, I, I'm, I hope this doesn't happen. And to see the reports that I saw where they're saying he wants to go to the Colts, I hope he goes there. Well, if it does happen, I'm blaming you, Smoke, for falling for the banana in the tailpipe. And I'm blaming Ez for sounding like he likes Carson Wentz. And no, I'm, blame- I'm saying I'm, I'm just glad that the first round pick is off the table. No, I, I don't I don't care. You sound it. I'm not, I'm not I know you don't. I'm just saying you, you even gave the slight impression that it was okay. That you would be okay with it. <laughs> and, and, and and I'm blaming Carson Wentz for hanging up on me when I kept calling him and saying, don't come to Chicago. Don't, don't come to Chicago. We're going to get you. I mean, you know, there's a reason why I keep dialing this number. <laughs> hey, I clicked on a on a uh, on an article on CBS Sports, and they have all the available, uh, the, the possibly available quarterbacks uh, for 2021 and what their logical uh, landing spot will be. Right. And I'm looking looking through this list, right? And it's got Russell Wilson's on the list. Uh, Deshaun Watson's on the list. They've got the Bears listed for Deshaun Watson. Obviously, Carson Wentz. Sam Darnold. Derek Carr. Um, That's the one. I've Jimmy Garoppolo. Teddy to. Bridgewater. And Marcus Mariota. Of the realistic ones we oh. can get. I will go hard for Sam Darnold. That's me. Of the realistic ones we could get. Of, of that list. Of that yeah. list. Because I don't think I don't think Watson and Russ are realistic. I don't think yeah, Watson's not realistic. <laughs> yeah. Russell, well, they don't even, they don't have the Bears on the on Russ. Russ, there's no, there's no way. Oh, okay. Okay. Happening. Um uh, you know, there has the, to be some like three team deal for us to get something like that. You know what I mean? Like a the, Sam Darnold or or you uh, talking about Watson. Yeah, maybe even like a Watson, but um, but even yeah, yeah. I mean, maybe even Derek Carr it might have to be a three-team deal. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it's you know, I, and Darnold. I, look, man, I, I had issues with him at USC, and the same issues that have plagued him since he's been a pro. He is a turnover machine. He, he's got the same thing. It's I don't know if New York quarterbacks they can't hold on to the ball to get fumbleitis, you know. And then you know, Darnold's out there admitting that he's seeing ghosts. Not a good sign. <laughs> um so I just uh it's just it's you know I blame Gase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like look man, you know what? I you know, if you can get someone like Carr or Mariota without giving up much and you can improve your line, you still need to draft a quarterback. They just, they just, man, it just be, it just begs to the larger problem. These dudes messed this hey. stuff up four years ago. Hey, Jim, I tell you one thing. I can name a lot of QBs that I would like the Bears to have, but one QB that since we've started this show that you've been consistent on that I do that I would like to see here is Marcus Mariota. You've made me 
want to see him. You don't want to and see, see what I, I. I just do. I just want to no, see if I, I would like to see if it could okay. work. Hold on, hold on, ass. I, I, what? 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 <laughs> you make it sound like this guy is straight doo doo. I mean, he's he he's one. He's one of Heisman. He's played a national championship game. He's won a playoff game on the road after trailing by double digits. No. Yeah, he did. I'm good. And and at one point, he had some kind of statistic where he wasn't throwing any interceptions in the red zone. I think he just played in a system that wasn't suited to his skill set. That stuff happens. I mean, look, dude, Jim Plunkett, that happened. Drafted by Stanford, was like, quote, unquote, a bus, riding the pine. I didn't even know he existed. Somebody gets hurt. He pops up in the game, keeps a starting starting spot, and the Raiders going to win two Super Bowls. And that dude was looking like dried leather. That's how old he looked. <laughs> okay? And we've seen Kurt Warners happen. We've seen guys who – we've seen the, the, uh, the, the Rich Gannons happen. We've seen uh, the dude that was with the Tampa, Brad Johnsons. We've seen that happen. And I think Marcus Mariota is better than those guys. Hell, last year we saw him play when he came in for Derek Carr. Brad played. Johnson, what did Brad Johnson do? He lost his Bowl. job to, to he, he lost his job he, to uh, to Randall Cunningham. He won a Super Bowl. No, the Bucks defense won a Super Bowl. Well, he was still the quarterback, man. I mean, hey, he had to play that year. I'm just saying, dude. He had, we, we, he had to not mess it up. He had to not mess it up. Thank you. I'm just saying he had to not mess it up. I'm not saying he was some great guy, but I'm just saying we've seen guys who can on, stay in to, the pro. We need to, we need to be <laughs> expecting much more than yes, Marcus I, 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 we should have. Back in 2017 when we had the opportunity to draft the well, national champion. Over. That that's we over now, man. Right. I know. And so this is what we're left with. And I'm trying to tell you, if we're left well, with I don't want to be left with Marcus Mariota. I'm sorry. Maybe <laughs> as my backup, but not as my starting quarterback. No. Dude. He, I, he I expect more. He's, he fits better in the system. He fits better in the system. The system fits his his skill set. Hey, we gave Matt Glennon. Ain't that his name? Uh, uh, no, Mike Glennon. Mike, Mike Glennon. Glenn. <laughs> $15 hey, million. Dollars. Hey, we gave him a chance to be the start quarterback. Yeah, we should expect more. Mariota is way better. Mario's way better. <laughs> That may be the case. He's better than Trubisky. That's not. That's not saying. He's better than Trubisky. Do we know that? He may be. Yeah, we do. He won a playoff game, dude. You act like he won a playoff game was like nothing. They for a couple years, dude. The the Titans were like right around five hundred, above five hundred. They win a playoff game on the road, trailing by double digits. We ain't see our guy win at home. And that's the and then he goes on and then he got smoked this year and they, as they back into the playoffs. So yeah, Mariota can at least win a playoff game. He, he's one and one. Trubisky is zero and two. Uh, in Trubisky's defense, he did get the Bears into scoring position to win one of those playoff games. Man, please, the, the, <laughs> right? And you know there was almost two passes that should have been picked off where it wouldn't even been an issue. Uh, that's neither and, here nor and, there. And look, scoring position is not 45 plus yards away. Why don't you get them like 25 yards away? I mean, you know, do like, you know, other quarterbacks. It was a 43 yard field goal. That's all. Every time Trubisky has led a game winning drive, it's been a 40 plus yard field goal. Get out of here with that. (laughs) Give me a 20 yard field goal. Give me a 30 yard field goal. Why are you putting all the pressure on the kicker? I did my job. I got you 40 yards away. He did. He got him there. Thanks, buddy. Thanks for getting me 40 yards away at a 
bad he, 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 he had much time, uh, GM. He had much time. It was a great return by Cohen and then uh, two solid it, throws by Mitch. He did the same crap that year when they played the, the Dolphins. And he, we were winning that game. Had it won. He throws picks. And then he goes on this game-winning drive. He gets us 50 yards. Now, yeah, I'll give you that goal. one. I'll give you that one. That was a 53-yard <laughs> field goal. Yeah, the kicker shouldn't, shouldn't be uh, – Shouldn't be on the hook for that one. I'll give you that. Did the same crap the first game of the season against Green Bay. It's just his, that's his motto. I get you close enough to lose. <laughs> <laughs> I, hey, I, I I did this for a reason. I got Glenn fired up now. Uh-oh. <laughs> yes, indeed. Let's talk about the NFL draft and, and oh, the God. ranking of these quarterbacks in the NFL draft. Yes. GM, take it yes. away. I, I, okay. I, for the life of me, Cannot understand. Now, all of a sudden, Zach Wilson from BYU, and no disrespect to BYU, they put some fine quarterbacks into the league, a couple of Hall of Famers, or at least one Hall of Famer. I don't know if that's this guy. How did Zach Wilson jump from obscurity? Like, the beginning of the year, it wasn't on anyone's first round, second round draft board. Hmm. All of a sudden, he pops up to, he is the unquestioned number two quarterback? In this round, or for, for the draft, for 2021 draft, uh, explain this to me. Because who did he beat? Uh, Boise State? Okay. Boise State was ranked 21 in the country, 21st in the country when they played. Boise had only played like two or three games when BYU played them. BYU had already played like six or seven games. So, basically, Boise was still figuring out who Boise was. So, okay, I'll give you one win there. His only other ranked team that he played – was Coastal Carolina. Coastal freaking Carolina. Well, we have were never... Top, they were top 25. Only because it's a COVID year. If it wasn't for the COVID year, the Pac-12 would have played, other teams would have played, Coastal Carolina would not have been a top 25 team. And if they were a top 25, it would have been like 25. Sorry, dude. And he lost. <laughs> he beat Coastal Damn. Carolina. He lost to Coastal Carolina. And I watched that game. And he looked like a quarterback who could make a couple of passes here and there, but he looked like a dude who had faced like, like, man, I've done fake competition like this before. I was like, yeah, dude, it's a little different when you got a better defense coming at you and you can't just step into every throw because no one's around you, or you can just throw it, you know, off balance because there's no one around your receiver. And because, you know, the way your offense is schemed, your guys are schemed wide open and you're throwing a wide open guys, but Okay. That being said, he's got arm talent. I'm not saying he's not a first-rounder. I, I think he is. I think he's got first-round talent. I think he has some upside. I think he's a he, – he, I, don't, I don't think ill of him in totality. I really don't. But the unquestioned number two, like what happened to Justin Fields? How did Justin Fields all of a sudden fall to like number four? All right, I, I, mean, I don't understand this, man, because coming in – coming into the season, it was Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields. And some Wait. people were like – Wait, maybe Trevor Lawrence, maybe, maybe Fields might be better than Lawrence. It was like last, one and one A. If them two would have came out last year, they would have been one and two. Arguably. Arguably, they would have been one probably, and two. Bur- well, no, I, I ain't go- Burrow probably would have. But they would have been one, two, or three with Burrow. Yes, I agree. Dude, I, Justin Fields, like, okay, I, how? what did he do that all of a sudden he fell to number four? And people say, oh, well, he struggled against Indiana, and then that Northwestern game was really bad. Okay, dude. Um, I don't know if anybody checked or not, but Northwestern finished 10th in the country. 
and will go uh, undefeated in BYU's conference. <laughs> and Indiana finished ranked 12th in the country. If you look at the Big Ten, uh, first team and second team all team, uh, all, uh, the fir their first, uh, first and second teamers, as far as the all conference players go, is littered with Indiana and Northwestern players. Indiana's, I think it's Indiana's whole secondary is first or second team all, or all Big Ten. And Northwestern has a guy who may, may go in the first round as a cornerback. He won't go any worse than second round. It's like they play talented teams. And if you look at Northwestern, when they played Auburn in the bowl game, Auburn still trying to figure out what hit us, how to hit us, and what was the name of that truck that hit us. Because Northwestern was just like smashed them. Northwestern Indiana only lost two games all year. Each one of those teams lost to Ohio State. He didn't even lose those games. He just had games that weren't up to his performance level. Against Indiana, he threw for 300 yards. He threw two touchdown passes. He ran for 78 yards and a touchdown. Yes, he threw three interceptions. Quarterbacks had bad games. Now, if you look at the interceptions he threw, two of them he had no business throwing the ball because he was just trying to make something happen. He got in trouble. It wasn't because he got fooled. He tried, he, he tried to make something happen. I'm like, you know what? That was a, a bonehead thing, but that doesn't mean you can't play quarter. It doesn't all of a sudden devalue you as the top-notch quarterback. You look at his career as a starter at, at Ohio State. This dude has thrown 63 touchdown passes in 22 games and threw nine interceptions. He has a 7-to-1 interception to touchdown, touchdown interception ratio as a starter at Ohio State. He's won the Big Ten back-to-back -back years. He went to the national championship game. His only two losses in his entire career have been to Clemson, which they were winning that game, probably should have, could have won that game. And then this year he loses to, to Alabama in the national championship game after he got his side destroyed by that vicious hit from the Clemson player, the Clemson linebacker. He comes back. He, but might I add, he finished that game throwing four more touchdown passes against Clemson after taking that vicious hit and they smoke Clemson, he loses to Alabama the next week. Okay, man, it's Alabama. Arguably one of Alabama's top five teams in the history of Alabama. That's what he loses to. And somehow this dude, this guy, falls all the way from the, arguably the number one, number two quarterback, to now he's number four quarterback? I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. He's yeah. played a higher competition. He is, people say, oh, he holds on to the ball too long. Okay, um, that's the thing a lot of quarterbacks do when they try to make stuff happen. He, he's not, he's not the only person guilty of that. I've seen Trevor Lawrence hold on to the ball. You, you can name any quarterback. I've seen him hold on to the ball. Uh, he only goes for his first reads. Well, I don't know if you guys realize it or not, but in college, when you have a superior team like Clemson and, and Ohio state, a lot of times your first read, that guy is open. So why would you go to the second read? You know, but I have seen him go to second reads. I have seen him dump the ball off to the backs out the backfield. He, the man has a versatile game. He has a big arm. He has an accurate arm. His career accuracy is like 68 point something percent. He was 70 percent this year. At one point, the first three games of the season, he was at 87 percent. Stop it. I, I do 6-3-2-28. What's the problem? We know the problem. We know the uh -oh. problem. Uh-oh. We know the problem. I, I man, and I was I was furious about this like maybe a month ago. I was furious about this gym talking to guys and it, it it got to me when when Desmond Howard came out on national TV and talking about the fact that Ohio State doesn't develop quarterbacks 
that pissed me off because one, okay, you're a Michigan guy. That's some biased bullshit. Two, who who and who develops them? Who develops them? You you can't say LSU develops quarterbacks. You can't say oh before before Lawrence Clemson had Watson. Okay, one before Lawrence. Okay, BYU. Vince, Vince, John, Jim McMahon in the eighties or seventies, whatever. No, they had like, a lot of quarterbacks. BYU, Steve Young. Okay, I didn't even. Okay, my bad. But okay, <laughs> but but even but even still, like to, no, to and the debt mother and the Detmers. That was that's going back to the nineties. Like, but but even to to put that narrative out okay. there, it's is 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 a disservice to this kid. This kid was has been balling, has been balling, and then you hear the male Kyber's the Todd McShay. Oh, he had his struggles against Northwestern and Indiana, but then you hear them same guys when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, everybody's golden boy. Oh, he had a couple hiccups here and there. No, he looked like shit versus Ohio State. Yeah, I'm like, you know, he lost to Ohio State. No one's saying anything about that. He looked he like got- crap. He got they got smoked by LSU in the championship game. Didn't seem it, like it, it was a it, knock against and him. It's, and it's nothing. Even after that loss, even after the season that Joe Burrow had last year, they would continue to say if Trevor Lawrence was to come out this year, he would be the number one pick. So they had it in their mind already with this kid. And okay, I'm not I, taking none from Trevor Lawrence. I think right. he's great. I think, I think, yeah, I think he's, he's great. Talented. But my thing is, why can he have these excuses and then the other kid can't. The black yeah. kid can't. Is he black? I didn't even notice that, man. <laughs> I'm gonna say know. it. Like, how no, come yeah. he can't have those excuses? I, I don't. I don't understand. I'm, like, you know, it's, you're right. It's, it's it's frustrating because it's like, what does he have to do? Like, why does he have to be so perfect? How did he drop? I mean, it's are we not taking in a level of competition when it comes to Zach? How did he drop behind Trey Lance? That's yeah. I don't get that either. I mean, look, I think Trey Lance has an abundance of talent, but he hasn't played for a year. There are a lot of nuances to quarterbacking. That he hey, has those North learn. Dakota State quarterbacks, man. Yeah, well, hey, well, that's the other thing. Can we can we hold that against them? It's like they want to hold Ohio State quarterbacks exactly. against them. Yeah. Can we hold North Dakota State quarterbacks against them? Um, it, it's And here's the thing, too. If you ever spend – by spend, I mean just listen to Justin Fields after a press conference, during a press conference, after a game. I'm like, man, dude, that kid is composed. He is is hardly ever flustered. Like, I can't think of a person who who seems to be more in control of his environment, his his personal surrounding, his personal space than this young man. I mean – I I, I peeped this kid back when uh, Netflix had that series QB1. And they follow uh, high school kids. It's usually, I think they pick three kids. They follow them around for like a year. And it's the second season of this uh, program. And Justin Fields is one of those quarterbacks. And I'm just, I'm like, man, I'm like, dude, like, you don't make any sense in high school. Like, you're way too talented to be playing in high school. Like, like you could go, like, if a kid can go out of high school and go to the pros, I could arguably see you, you know, understudying for a year or two in the pros because, he was that composed. He was that that focused, that developed in terms of 
how he approached the game. In high school, he was like that. So when he was a first, you know, when he was a, a five-star athlete, it's like, oh yeah, we, you know, he was a, you know, top pick, and he, you know, he he picked to go to Georgia. I'm like, okay, and, and I'm sure he thought after one year, maybe I sit one year and I play, and he he's behind from, and I, you know, I I get the incumbent went to the finals. I get the incumbent went to the SEC championship game the next year. So I, I I understand his frustration and him seeing he being feels like okay they're not gonna let me play and so he didn't and there were other there were other stuff that went behind I don't know if you all re- realize I did a little more research there was some racial stuff uh, that that went into his reasoning uh, why he left and went to Ohio State now to his credit and his family's credit they didn't want that to be the narrative so they kept that kind of hush hush but they, he you know he made he made his 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 decision and he wanted to go to Ohio State and he, did, he even did that professionally. I mean, the kid, look, man, I, he, I don't know if he's a jerk or not. I haven't heard any of those stories. But from what I can tell, the kid played. And he's tough. I mean, you saw that hit he took from the, from, the, from the Clemson guy, and he stayed in that game. And every throw hurt. And that kid stayed in the game, gutted it out, and threw four more touchdown passes. And the year before that, his knee got hurt in a Michigan State game. He went out for a little bit, came back in to finish the game. He got hit funny again went back out, came back in the game with a big clunky knee brace on, scrambled to his left and threw like a 40-yard dart down the field for a touchdown pass. What's the problem? (laughs) Toughness, intelligence, composure, uh, poise. He's a winner. What else do you need to see? Right. And and I'm looking at – What else do you need to see? And when it comes to Zach Wilson, I'm like, what have you – who have you beat? And you had an injury history. And you throw a nice pass and, you know, that's nice. But what else you got? Because I haven't seen you play against anybody that really challenged you. What are you talking about? He beat North Alabama. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that other Alabama school. Yeah, I think I think he went on a tour, like Troy, North Alabama. Yeah, he everybody, did beat Troy. Yeah. Right. Every, yeah. Everybody <laughs> but Alabama. <laughs> Auburn, I think, you know. I, I, only only positive for for this is to hope that this kid continues to drop, and hopefully our our team has a chance to pick. No, because that's the pace only not gonna, Pace not going to draft him because you're going to wonder why is he dropping. No, but to, to your point, and that's and that sometimes that's what happens, man. It's like it's like I was, I was talking to my sister about this same situation, the same the same topic, and I said, you know, it's kind of a love hate thing I have because. I hate the fact that this kid should be there a number one, number two, number three mm-hmm. pick overall. And there's money involved in that. There's some prestige. But I I like the fact that if he keeps falling, he'll fall to a, a team that's more equipped for him to be able to not get his his bell rung. He'll, he'll go to a team that has a little bit more talent. And maybe he can win more expeditiously than the guys that are supposed to be the saviors of the Jets or the saviors of the Jaguars. Yeah. Yep. Because I can tell you right now, I, I like I said back then. GM put out there that Zach Wilson will probably be out, be, will probably be the next Bears quarterback when he did his initial uh, on the mocks mock draft. So I'm like, you know, I'm gonna check this kid out, and it was the Coastal Carolina game. Mm-hmm. And we both came back. When we uh... both came back, <laughs> <laughs> and and now you wanna you, you dropping now, this kid in New York with the Jets. Yeah, he moved up. You know, Come he, on, man. He, he he loses the Coastal Carolina. He moves up in the draft <laughs> into into that team to the Jets. Like, 
I don't think he's better than Darnold. I don't think he's any better than Darnold. He's he's not. And I'm not a Darnold fan. I think they're about the same guy. Man, it's it's, it's it's just frustrating, man. It's really frustrating to, to see the what what a kid that looked like us have to do at the quarterback position for for them to to recognize him. Well, see, here's the thing, though. That's weird, though, because Kyler Murray was the first pick overall. Cam Newton was the first pick overall. Michael Vick was the number one pick. Even Jamarcus Goofy Russell was the number one pick. So it's not like we haven't been the top pick. And so that's what makes it even that much more confounding. It's like so, that's, what, that's what's confusing. Yeah, like what, what's D- going does, on? Does, does, so Michael Vick was probably – not probably. It was the greatest athlete you could – seen at the quarterback position you 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 probably lose your job you don't you don't you don't draft him cam the most physical you've ever seen who can who can do a little bit of what mike vick can do but he's stronger like so you don't kyler i think a lot had to do with the fact that he was drafted in the first round of baseball as well i'm not saying he wasn't worthy of it i just think that 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 storyline. Nah, that's not that's not that's not that's not unusual. We've had that with John Elway. We've it, had that with Bo Jackson. We've had so, that with other people. And and honestly, I see when I look at Justin Fields, I see a bigger Kyler Murray. Maybe that's just me. I don't think he runs as well. No. But the way they throw the ball, like I just I looking at that. You see Warren Moon. Moon. Well, see that's Warren even that's that's even more. It's not a bad comparison. Hell no, it ain't. <laughs> I see, it. and and a lot of it has to do with his composure, it, more than anything else. But I, his passes are, are Moon like, um, but I see I see a younger I see a, a today's version or a nouveau nouveau riche version of, of Warren Moon, uh, a little thicker than Warren was because Warren's about they're about the same height, both six three. I think Warren's like two eighteen. Uh, this kid's like 228, 230. He's thicker. And, and see, and that's another thing, man. It's like typically when you have a really good black quarterback, they're either kind of undersized or oversized. This kid is like the prototypical size. Mm, six close. three, six uh, six four, six five is kind of prototypical for, yeah. for a thing, but six three is is not a bad size. I agree with you. Like Gus, like a really good size, like he has some meat on him. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Man, yeah. it's, 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 you know, I, I saw one comparison. It was funny. Uh, I was watching some YouTube stuff, and these, these kids, you know, some, some of these young people out here making, you know, their, 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 uh, their foray into being scouts and what have you. And so they, you know, they, they compared the two quarterbacks. And one of the comparisons said, yeah, you know, um, Justin holds on to the ball a little long, kind of like how Deshaun Watson, and they show some Deshaun Watson highlights when Deshaun holds on to the ball too long. I'm like, so you're telling me he's like Deshaun Watson, and you're saying this is a bad thing. This is like the number two quarterback in the league. You're telling me that you shouldn't draft this guy because he's like Deshaun Watson? Mm. <laughs> like, do you, do you realize what you just did there? You know, and, and then, but, but, but then at the same, like in the same presentation, they're talking about, Zach and I said, yeah. Sometimes Zach locks it on his targets. I'm like, so you're basically saying he has the same problem as the guy that you just said. You think he's better than? It's like I've never. I, I don't hear a good reason why Wilson is so much better 
than Fields. I don't. It, I, just, I haven't heard one. I haven't heard one. I hear why they like them, but it's like the same criticism you have of Fields, you have of, of, of Wilson. You just frame it differently. That's the, that's the beauty of when you get to that next level and what you go to because if Fields, like you said, continues to drop, he's going to drop into a situation where life is, is good. Life, life is not good, but it's it's better. it's better it's better than the Jets and the Jaguars. Like even with they they I saw them where they had them going to the Falcons. I'm like that's that's even better than those two. Yeah, way better, like but I, like I, way better. Like and he's at home. Like hopefully he ain't like a, a <laughs> other Ohio State guy. But being too close to home was a problem, but. <laughs> But I don't see that at all, man. He went to Georgia. I had no issues. But like, but like he'll be in a dome. He'll be in an offensive, very offensive friendly system. Like, man, it can what's gonna happen when when Trevor Lawrence get to Jacksonville and things don't work out? You know, like they're gonna give him chance after chance. We already know that. But like that's that's they're asking this guy to come in and be the savior in Jacksonville. That's gonna be tough. New York Jets. Now you putting this kid in the Jets. Whew. Well, here's the difference Un- uh, when it comes to Jacksonville and the Jets. Unusually so, they have a lot of picks, and you don't normally have teams. You normally when teams move to one and two, they've given up all those picks to be in that spot. These guys haven't had to do that, so they can actually get enough talent to put around these guys so that they can be more successful. So they it. Those are two good situations potentially, but still, I, I'm I'm willing to say, I'm willing to trust, even though I ain't too much of a fan of his anymore. I'm willing to trust what Jacksonville can do. It's just nothing in history of my eyes that say the Jets is going to do anything right by those picks. <laughs> That's just my thinking. But hey, <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Was that your way of segueing? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to skip this, but no, we can we can talk about it real quick because we're we're going a little overtime. But um, Urban Meyer last week decided to go ahead and hire uh, former University of Iowa strength coach Chris Doyle, and uh, Doyle was let go from Iowa for um, basically saying a lot of racially disparaging remarks to uh, towards players at the University of Iowa. Um, many of those players complained, and um, I guess after an investigation, the University of Iowa decided to, uh, to part ways with them. Well, less than a year later, Urban Meyer gets hired by the Jacksonville Jaguars, and who does he tag as his strength and conditioning coach? Chris Doyle. Um I just think, man, just the 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 arrogance of the move mm-hmm. uh, ticked me off. Um, Actually, it was even more insidious than that if you really want to get technical because he didn't hire him as a strength and condition. It was like some other like title to kind of slide him in so nobody would really notice. <laughs> but oh, he people, was he wasn't the I thought you know, it was a strength coach. Uh, it, it wasn't. It was. Um, I can't remember what the actual title was, but it was it was a little bit more subterfuge too, because he kind of did it. So it wouldn't be as obvious. So, so yeah. yeah, 
so yeah, so they find out they you know media finds out that uh, that the hire goes down. Then Urban doubles down with a statement through I'm sure their uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars PR department saying that he's known Chris for 20 years and he's a good person. Sounds, sounds familiar, I, right? I stand by the hire. Sounds familiar, right? <laughs> sounds real familiar. Oh right? yeah, oh yeah, and it's like really, dude. <laughs> so finally, after, you know, ESPN um, and all of the other, you know, Fox Sports, all the other uh, um, uh, shows went off at it. Late night Friday, uh, the Jaguars announced that Chris Doyle has given his resignation <laughs> as coach and basically said that, you know, he didn't want to be a, 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 a distraction to the team. No, that's not – I guarantee you that's not what happened. What happened was um, Shad, Shad Khan, who's the, uh, the owner of the Jacksonville owner. Jaguars, his PR people, his crisis management team came to him and said, yeah, this isn't worth <laughs> what you're about to go through uh, with this hire. You need, to, you need to take care of this right away. And that's why Chris Doyle was let go. I guarantee. I guarantee. I don't know, but I know. No doubt. Here's the thing, dude, and that's what I was saying. He wasn't the strength and conditioning coach. He was hired to be the director of sports performance. Yeah, that's what it was called. Yeah. (laughs) So he can slide in without the strength and conditioning title, and then maybe like a year or two later, once he's in the door and everything, everything's all good, then he can be bumped up. So it was it was done. Wait. No, it was done knowing that wait, hiring wait. him like that might cause an issue. That, the director of said. sports performance sounds better than the head strength and conditioning coach. No, it was more of a, a side. <laughs> it was more it was more of a side thing, dude. It's more I'm, no, like no, a, I'm just I'm just saying the the, the uh it sounds like some made up the, the, the name title, sounds yeah. important. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. To me, it sounds made up. Director of sports performance. Like okay, how many teams have a director of sports performance? I don't know, but it just sounds like something that was just kind of done to kind of get him in without anybody knowing. Because usually if you're the strength and conditioning coach, everybody knows the strength and conditioning coach. It's like that's like the one coach that's not like a position coach that like even like regular people hear about. Because, you know, we had so many injuries last year. We changed our strength and conditioning coach and now we're all healthy and we go all of our, our, you know, even the Bulls like their strength and conditioning coach is still famous because, you know, you watched uh, what was that? The Michael Jordan thing. They're interviewing the strength and conditioning coach in the Michael Jordan documentary. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, these guys are they, you know, uh, got, Chip, Chip Schaefer. We got them all. I think he was more the, the manager, but there was some other dude who was like a, like a straight, like it's like he, Mike and, 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 and Scotty and those guys started like getting bigger and they owe it all. They owe a lot. Oh, he's on Tim Grover. Right. Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, so that's more, it's not like a director of sports performance. I've never heard of that title in my life before, but I've always heard of strength and conditioning coach. So it was done. No, that's my point. That's how I say it's so insidious in a way, because it's done knowing that if we hire you with this label, and because that's the one you had in Iowa, that might, people might be like, wait, Chris Doyle, I heard that name before, strength and conditioning coach, but not as a strength, not as a director of sports performance. You, you were trying to slide them in on purpose. That's what I'm saying. That's why I say it's yeah. so insidious. You, you yeah. knew there might be an issue when you try to slide in. And then, like you said, to the arrogance of it, dude, your owner, the guy that just hired you, the guy whose team it is, is a person of color. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? But that 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 doesn't, that's not even the most egregious to me, though. Like, 
the 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 arrogance part really comes from how you was how you had to step down at Ohio State, bro. You you had a situation where you talking about claiming you didn't know what was going on. You know, similar words. I've known this person all this time. <laughs> they are never like they. Are, I'll never know. They'll never do anything like that. Like I known this person the whole time. Your wife knows of these situations, but you don't. Yeah. Like, come on, man. Like, and then you do this. Like, and I and I will be. I would admit I was one when he was at Ohio State. Like, man, I don't think that's. I don't think he should be blamed for what dude did. I think he should have, you know, you know, he's accountable, but he shouldn't lose his job. But now I'm like, oh man, I'm man, I was wrong on that. <laughs> like, because this shows completely who you are. You're very insensitive to to all these things. Mm-hmm. Like, like that's and and this man did this nine months ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in this climate. Like yeah. it wasn't like this was some years yeah, ago. That's, that's the key. He had time to rehabilitate or, you know, learn from it. It just happened. But because you know him, you've known him this much this time. Like, come on, man. This ain't college, bro. You got you got grown men in that locker room who who making a living. Well, that's this man coming here and say something out of pocket, man. He might get hurt. Those yeah. grown, those grown men aren't going for it, man. This, this generation of uh, uh, these, I would, uh, would they still be millennials? They are, man. They something else, man. They not going for that crap. Man, y'all just need, y'all just need to give Urban Meyer a chance, man. Y'all, y'all part of that cancel culture. That's what it is. <laughs> he canceled <Y'all> himself. <laughs> yeah, that's real talk. Because he because no one had an issue with him being high. I was like, oh man, Jacksonville on or something. Like he did what he did. Like maybe he learned from me. Cool. But then you follow, you come back, you pretty much like double down right now <laughs> on, on what you did at Ohio state. Like you double down, man. Yeah. That really, that, that really pissed me off. So I was happy to, uh, we, I, we, we had talked right when it happened and then uh, not an hour later, Man, the once, word came down that, man, that he was, I, I, that he I was, was gone. So. I was very proud of the, of the sports media. But I wanted, to, yeah, I just wanted to to to, to make mention of it because it, it needs to be uh, it needs to be talked about. Yeah. Uh, like like I said before, just just the arrogance of it, man. In this in this climate, glad to see he's gone. Very good. Let's go to quick hits. Hut hut. A uh, couple things. The Cubs signed Jake Arrieta back to the team. Uh, he yeah. was on the 2016 World Series uh, champion. I just had one question. It's cool that he's back, but you signed him to a one-year, $6 million deal. You could have had Lester for a couple million less. Why was, <laughs> Why bring Arietta back instead of Lester? I don't, I don't get that. Just me. I'm assuming it's for him to retire. I don't know. Uh, less than nothing left, I guess. Maybe they just felt that it left you. Arietta hasn't looked good these last couple of years since yeah, he's been gone. That's just bad pitching coach, you know, bad situation. He just needs, <laughs> he needs to change the scenery. Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know. I don't understand that, but uh, but hey, yeah. that's why I'm not a Cub fan, so it's not exactly. for me to figure yeah, it out. I'm just assuming <laughs> they want him to retire a Cub or something. I, and I, I think, know. and I think, I think the Cubs is his like. I'm just looking at it as 
his history is with the Cubs. Like you look at Lester, he has history with the Red Sox and but the Cubs. Won, so. I mean, but he won. I mean, Lester, I would say, is the guy that when you when the Cubs signed Lester in 2015, that's mm-hmm. what made that team legit. No, I that's what, I, you know. I agree. I agree. But I, I think his his complete history doesn't tie to the Cubs. Is mainly what I'm saying. I think Arietta history is like you think of Jake Arietta, you think of the Cubs. You think of John right. Lester, you think of the Red Sox and the Cubs. So that's that's what that's where I'm thinking of it. Like that's why I think they might have chose Arietta to come back versus Lester. Like, well, I mean, not redemption tour, but re, re retiring tour. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, was it? I mean, then maybe they just changed. Like they didn't resign Lester, not because they were going after Arietta, but they just right. didn't resign Lester. And then they were like, "Well, you know, we still need somebody." And they're like, "Well, <sighs> okay, yeah, well, and, and, maybe and we can get Jake." Tells me that just tells that's me they. Yeah, well, like you said, we're not Cub fans. So they don't have problem. much foresight. Then I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like you said, we're not Cub fans. That's our problem. <laughs> but, I mean, uh, I mean, it, I don't think they do. I mean, to think. You 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 got rid of Arietta to bring in Darvish. You lose Darvish, you bring back Arietta. <laughs> that is I mean, just really think about that. I mean, uh yeah, Lester went three, three and three, uh, with a five point one six, started twelve games. Arietta was four and four. There you go. With a five point oh eight and started go, nine man. games. Two more games, a million each game. Two more million. There you go. There's your answer. Uh, man, I don't know. <laughs> that makes no sense to me, but all right. I'm with it. I'm with it, man. Go Cubs. One guy's, one guy's younger. The other guy's older. <laughs> okay. Whatever you say. And then uh, the news of all news. This, this made me just really excited. Um, EA Sports is bringing back NCAA. Well, it's not going to be called NCAA football anymore. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be called EA Sports College Football. Okay, hey, I guess. Same yeah. thing. Same but it's thing. coming back. Yes. I have to get a PS Five now. So yep. I'm, I, I'm I, definitely. I, I said the same thing. Oh, done you speak. up on that college? You up on done, that college? Oh folks? yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. That was one of the greatest games ever. I, think I agree. The, the greatest, greatest <laughs> sports video game ever. No Man, I, I, I put that and me being a baseball guy, MVP baseball, EA Sports was like <laughs> the best. Like them two were two of the most all-time take, favorite you games. You take MVP over, over the show? Yes. Really? I like the show, though. I do like the show. But EA EA has a way, man. It's a, EA has a way of how they operated their games. And they – I don't think they made another MVP pass. I was saying, I don't, I think maybe 08, 09. Yeah. yeah. The one with uh, Albert Pujols on the cover. Yeah. 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 So, that, like, that, I can, that, that was a good game. So, I can only imagine what the graphics would have looked like had they kept going with it. Like, the show has some amazing graphics. I love the show. I do. But, like, EA, MVP, and NCAA, man, them is classic, man. They are classic. I still got the college one. They even had NCAA baseball. I I can't talk to that one. I didn't didn't play that game. I did, of course, because I was a baseball guy. Were you you in the game? No. No? Uh, Grambling was on it, but 
of course you probably had the, I was I was uh I was I was once in an NCAA football game. Nice. So they they, they should owe me dope. residuals. Though I had I had stopped playing, but <laughs> wait, wait, I had stopped playing, but my number was still on there. Uh, and I was a but I was a I was a D minus player. <laughs> I don't know how if I if I like that or not, but hey, it is what it is, whatever. Okay, so I, I want my I want I want my 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 ten cent from EA Sports. <laughs> think, uh, for my likeness. The second to last college one uh that uh I think 2K did my nephew that we had on the show. He was in that game. He was at Kennesaw State at the time, and I was. And I, I kept trying to get that one. I think it was a 2007 version. Never could get it though. But I remember um, some of my friends had the game, and I was like, I said, well, let me just check it out. I was like, oh, that's my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> what was what was his rating? Uh, he was pretty decent. I think they had like about a C plus, you know, because of the because of the. Uh, it's Kennesaw State, you know what I'm saying? So they 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 were really you know ranking Kennesaw State high, but he he was like the freshman, I think he was a freshman of the year that year. Okay, you wow. know, so so I think that's why he might his might have been a little bit you know a little on the plus side or whatever. But yeah, but yeah I man, I wasn't too proud of my rating. I didn't really tell people. <laughs> Check, hey, out, number, on there, check out number 64 on Hampton. He was on there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Hey, you were on there, though. Exactly. <laughs> he was on there. That, that, means, that means more than anything. Hey, I just hope when this game comes back, man, that they at the very least pick up where they left off and don't act like they don't know how to make a, a game. And it, it, it is booty. I don't need to be booty when it comes back. What are you going to do, be... man? Just keep it, keep it, keep it simple, man. Keep it at least where it was, where it was. and then, yeah, and then me, have the graphics dynasty. right. Give me my dynasty, you know. Give me, give me some, some, some good, some good recruiting. Give yeah. me some good recruiting. Mm-hmm. Recruiting page, and that's yeah, that's man. That's yeah, like, you know what I would like to bring back though. I remember, I think it was either two thousand seven, two thousand eight. The better you got, uh, the better your girlfriend was. If you in your <laughs> room, you know, that's a girl up on the board, yeah. If you were, you know. If you were like, you know, your the, freshman year, you were the, and, the distractions uh, of college. Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> by the time you became a senior, she was she was hot. It was it was. I, I thought that was very interesting. It was a very good uh, motivation. Very good motivational factor. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That's hey, uh, last week, um, uh, well, I guess it was Super Bowl week. Um, the Pro Football Hall of Fame announced this new this 20, 2021 class. One of the guys uh, that's in that class is Calvin Johnson. Mm-hmm. Now, there have been some receivers in the past that were as good and maybe better that it took longer than, than, uh, than one year of eligibility to get into the Hall. Should Calvin Johnson have been a first ballot Hall of Famer? Um. I think so, and maybe I'm more of a victim of um, the moment, you know, because um, he had, you know, he, he's a guy that's got the closest to 2,000 yards in one season, and that was just a phenomenal year to me. And he, actually, those back-to-back years, 1,600 uh, yards the year before, then 1,900, I think those were his, you know, his two best years in terms of just putting up, you know, yardage. But he was a consistent dude. I mean, he's like he only two years he played that he did not get over a thousand yards receiving. So 
Um, and then not that, but like you look at his career yards per catch, you know, 15.9, almost 16 yards a catch. That's pretty significant. Um, now he doesn't have a hundred touchdowns. So, you know, I guess he can't claim that kind of stuff, but I mean, he was like the lone weapon and, you know, it wasn't like they had any other memorable receivers. So my point being, he was usually getting double teamed and, you know, he was a focal point of the opposition and he still was able to manage all this. But, you know, like I said, maybe I'm just a victim of the moment or prisoner of the moment, I should say. But I, I think he's the first ballot Hall of Fame. And maybe some of those guys who didn't get in, like T.O., he should have been the first ballot as well. So mm-hmm. um, I, I don't I don't want to say just because they didn't, he shouldn't have. I think they should have been first ballot, you know. But I think T.O. not getting in had more to do. Uh, right. But that had more to do with his persona than it had to do with his on-the-field stuff. Which Chris Carter you know, should have definitely been a first ballot Hall of Famer. And see, I'm I'm like the opposite, GM. I I am holding that against him because T.O. didn't get in first ballot. And my thing is, yes, I know everything they like to bring upon T.O. is how oh, he was a bad teammate and all this type of stuff. But numbers don't lie, man. The guy is top three to top five in every receiving category. Every receiving category. And my rebuttal to Calvin Johnson is – He's not even top 20 in any receiving category for his career. Now, he's had amazing seasons. Now, I do believe Calvin Johnson is a Hall of Famer. He's talent-wise a first ballot Hall of Famer, but numbers-wise, I don't think so. I think he's getting a lot of credit for the what-ifs, for the likability, and I just don't think that's what – I've never came up knowing that's what the Hall of Fame to be about. Like, I, I, granted, he, he retired prematurely, understanding the circumstances he was in in Detroit. And, and I, and I made this argument to one of my guys, like, well, Barry Sanders retired prematurely and he's on number four on the all time rushing list. Granted, yes, those are two different positions. I get it. But it's like, damn, man, like, I, like, I just, I just, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. And, and, I, and, I, and as, I, as I ask you this, I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm not knocking you or anything like this as I ask this. Does part of you being a baseball guy and how significant numbers are in baseball, does that maybe have you focus more on the numbers per se as opposed to, and hear me out, in football where the, the lifespan of a football player isn't necessarily as long as a baseball player in terms of getting into the Hall of Fame or where a baseball player can play longer and amass more numbers. A football player, I think sometimes beyond just the numbers, what we what I think people look at is, did you dominate during the time you played? Did you dominate during your era? And if that's the case, I think Calvin Johnson was like the pre, he's like the number one, number two, number three, no worse than number three receiver during his time playing. Arguably number one, pretty much. It's like him and Andre Johnson, I think, were pretty much like, you know, going back and forth right before, you know, Julio came in towards the tail end of his career. So Calvin, Calvin Johnson definitely dominated games. And I think that's maybe where people are going for where they say, man, he dominated that stretch, that, that era that took those early, early, early 2000s or mid 2000s, whenever he played, I, I think that's and, kind of where that comes from. And, and that might be, you know what? I didn't even think of that. That might be what, what is, what's stuck in my mental numbers not not necessarily dominance not necessarily dominance but numbers 
And like I, I go back to when we discussed Philip Rivers and I brought up how, you know, his lack of uh, being a transcendent guy is what what gives me pause on if he's if he's a Hall of Famer. Now, I can't say that about Calvin Johnson. He was definitely transcendent, definitely transcendent. I look right. at the numbers. So, yes, me being a baseball guy that might subconsciously float through my mind. And I never thought of that. But I'll ask this, and 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 if with all this guy's troubles, if you could still say he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, even though we know he's not going to be, but but <laughs> because of his but with his numbers, he's only played four more games than Calvin Johnson did, and he has better numbers all around the board. Is Antonio Brown a first ballot Hall of Famer? I think if he didn't go Antonio Brown, he That's probably would have been. Without that. So, yeah. So, you're saying without that, he is. I would have thought so, yeah. The way he was on The way he was tracking. Yeah, the way he was tracking. Yeah, I think right now, right now. Right. Yeah, we. that's why I said he's not going to be because right. of all the other stuff. But but I, I can stand down if, if people will say they think if he never had any of those issues, he would have been a – he would be a number one – a first battle hall of famer yeah, because his was, numbers supported and he was dominant. He was dominant. Yeah. He was dominant, you know? So, so that's, so, but I'm glad you brought that to my attention. Cause you know what? I never thought of that. I, I didn't think of that aspect and baseball is definitely all about numbers. So <laughs> it, subconsciously, I, got, I think that did fall into play. I got I one for I got one for you guys. This is just based off numbers. I'm not going to tell you who the, who the player is. I'm going to let you guess. Who this player is, but he may be up for. Um, he'll be eligible in a, in the next couple of years. All right, so I'm gonna give you Calvin Johnson stats first. He finished. Calvin Johnson finished with 731 receptions for 11,619 yards, 83 touchdowns. All right, that was his. Uh, yeah, that's his his career totals. All right, this player. Finished with 970 receptions for 12,351 yards and 83 touchdowns. Is that player a Hall of Famer? Should be. I, I got. I want to ask a question. Say that yeah, again, because I, I. Well, yeah, yeah. Repeat it. Repeat it. Numbers were 900 receptions. 970 receptions for 12,351 yards, 83 touchdowns. He'd have to be based on Calvin Johnson. I mean, you're saying not first ballot. You're saying just Hall of Famer, I'm just right? Just a, just a Hall of Famer. Yeah, by those numbers, he should be. So, was it like Art Monk or something like that, or somebody mm-hmm. from the 1970s? No, he said, he said he's, he's coming up. He said he's coming up. He's coming up. I soon. think I, I think I know. I think I know who this is. Is this uh, Brandon Marshall? Yes, sir. <laughs> is Brandon Marshall Hall of Famer based off that? Oh, you know what, man? It's it's <laughs> funny. It's funny you bring that up because a few when he was with the Bears, I was thinking about like, man, dude, like, is this dude gonna make the Hall of Fame? Because he has Hall of Fame talent, and he's pretty much been good wherever he's gone. Just the teams have sucked, and because of some of his, you know, background, that that's gonna be factored into these guys who vote. So he's probably but, not gonna get in. But but you look but at I, his numbers, I would say yeah. But I say this, GM, his background, he he attributed to mental health. Right. And and now he's he's beloved. Yeah. 
Uh, he's kind of like Moss. No, he's still, yeah. he's still, he's, he's, uh, he's still, a media guy now. Though. He's uh, he's a media guy. He's on he's on inside the NFL. He's a media guy. He's on and Fox. He's on, he's, he's on Fox. He's well, on that Fox. Is, that this doesn't mean he's beloved. That just means but, he's on I mean, TV. But he's if, like, he, if he's keeping a job, he's but he's, but he's that's like Randy yeah. Moss because Randy Moss had on field and off the field issues, and and his his talent was able to supersede those those issues. When it came to him as a Hall of Famer, he's the only reason T.O. is in now because they couldn't put him in and not put T.O. in. Like, um, well, no, nah, they were going to still get in. Um, I, I'm I just think I'm we, saying I, I think he's the reason T.O. went in at when he went in. I think T.O. was eventually going to get in. But I think I, they felt like they couldn't put him in without put Moss in and then not put T.O. in. Yeah, is here. it's not us voting. It's yeah. these writers, and some of these writers have long memories. And all I know is every time I'm at work and a certain uh, writer owner of a certain uh, football, pro football magazine, has nothing but negative things to always say about Brandon Marshall. And if that kind of attitude persists and he actually played and played well when he was here, I can't imagine how it might be elsewhere in New York. You know, people have long memories. Some of these guys still have voting. Some of these guys are still – very antiquated in their ideology of what they think a player should, how a player should comport themselves. The yeah, numbers, well, but these are the same people, the same people didn't want to vote in T.O. Right, but these are the same people who didn't want to vote in T.O. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm like, you know, you can't discount that. You know, and I know he's on TV and that's going to help. But again, the difference is with T.O., you know, T.O. played in the Super Bowl. T.O. played in a lot of playoff games. This dude never played in a playoff game. That's going to work against him. And he never – how many teams did he play on? Five? Six? Uh, Denver, Chicago, Jets, Miami. I I, I think they opened up a can of worms here. Uh, I mean, of course it don't matter. I mean, you can't force these guys to vote for – you can't force them to vote for who who they – like who you want them to vote for, but – but it's about to be a lot of disgruntled. Nah, not it's really. Gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. It's I gonna be interesting up from up here. He's up in two years, I think. Nah, Should not be interesting. really, because he he played he played more years though, didn't he? Then Calvin Johnson, yes. Yeah. See, and, and he you, played you four said more, it, four more years than Calvin Johnson. And, and you said it with Calvin, the coulda, shoulda, wouldas a little bit. Like if he hadn't retired, he would put up more numbers. And then you look at guys like Terrell Davis and. Um, uh, our very own um, Gail Sayers, you know, shortened careers, but transcendent players. And I don't think Brandon Marshall had transcendent moments uh, or transcendent seasons. He had uh, very good seasons and he was consistent and he played for a lot. He had a lot of bad quarterbacks thrown on the ball, <laughs> you know, but he made a lot with little that he had to do with in terms of that. But I, I think there, there's things that work against him and his history a little bit, and never, never making this to the playoffs. That that hurts a lot. You know, the year after the Bears let him go, he went for 109 catches, 1,502 yards, and led the league with 14 touchdowns. That's with the Jets, right? Yeah, but it's yeah. weird because I, and, I, and, I and, definitely and, and that tree fell and nobody heard it. Yeah, because I I definitely was one that used to say Brandon Marshall was just a loser. 
<laughs> I, I mean, it was he came to the Bears. We fresh off NFC Championship game, and we don't make the playoffs. He went to the Jets. I think they – either the Jets or the Giants. One of the teams he went to after us had just came off a playoff run, and he went there. And they didn't make the playoffs. And I made, and I told somebody that when they signed them, I'm like, this team ain't making the playoffs. And like they just made the play. I'm like, Brandon Marshall don't make the playoffs. Like that's was that's was that's was weird. Like, like I literally used to tell people that like he don't make the playoffs. It's oh, something that man. comes with him that the team he's on ain't making the playoffs. <laughs> that's funny. I, like that's crazy that that man has never made the playoffs. That's yeah. that's, that's wild. But it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be interesting. Yeah, you'll be there with Don and McNabb. The Hall are very good. <laughs> I, I think it's an argument there, man. Yeah, okay. There's gonna be an argument. Yeah. All right, fellas, that'll do it for this edition of the Easy Smoke in the GM podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, please subscribe and like. Uh, our podcast you can find us on apple Podcasts, stitcher spotify amazon google iHeartRadio, or anywhere you find all your favorite podcasts please check us out on instagram at easy.smoke.gm.podcast uh we've got a facebook page you can find us at eat at um easy smoking the gm on facebook and you can also catch us at hp53productions.com there's a link to the podcast uh, on that website. Uh, with that, hey Glenn, please take hey. us out. Hey man, like we always say, you may not agree with us. We ain't saying we're right. We just don't think we're right. <laughs> we'll catch you next week. Yeah.